Instagram is telling us we have 20 seconds left. Oh. So we'll we'll do another live right after this uh, to finish up everything. After these messages, we'll be right back. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee or a Red Bull and buckle up for today's episode. Today we're talking about blogs. All things blogs. I saw that you just put up a new blog today, right? Wasn't your post about your new blog that you just put up? Yeah, well, yes, yes. Um, because I, I'm i trying to get better at blogging, my, especially my current work. And I, yeah. I kind of put it on the back burner. Last year, I made it a huge priority until probably the fall when I got a little overwhelmed. We've talked about it before. Um, it just, we took a two week vacation and, and I didn't want to work during that time, which kind of pushed me back and all that. And so it kind of took a back burner for a little while. And, but I started realizing like sometimes when I'm going to do like a session, I just want to, I just want to look around and get some inspiration just to kind of shake things up, you know, and I'll, so I'll go and look at like different people's blogs. I'll just like Google, I'm not looking for any specific person. I'll just like Google and see a picture I like, and then go find the blog and look at the blog and just, just for inspiration, um, more than anything. And, um, and I started doing that and realizing like, there's a lot of photographers who are not blogging as much anymore. And so it's hard to see like a full gallery of work. Um, and that made me kind of sad. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm not doing that. I need to be better at that, you know? And so I'm, but I'm trying to make it a priority during this time to like really start putting some blogs out there and not, and not worrying about them being perfect. Because I think that was probably part of the reason why I stopped putting blogs out there was like not having good words or like not being able to come up with the perfect, you know, three to 500 word, whatever. Right. Or like not having a good readability score through Yoast or whatever. So the last like four that I put out have not had good SEO scores, um, <laughs> according to Yoast, but I just, I just needed to put stuff out, yep. you know? So, um, so I think sometimes getting stuff out is more important than like making it perfect. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. I think sometimes. So, so yeah. So I put two out last week and I have put one out so far this week and now I need to add in like tips because I used to do that pretty consistently too. And I have definitely not been doing that. So. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm the opposite right now. Cause I've been like my last probably three blogs have been tips and 
now I was realizing because I just did another tips blog today. Your last blog, the your venues blog, that was great. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to do more. Like I had ten, but I just didn't have enough time to to write about all 10 and I was like you know what I'm gonna do five and then I will update this later and it'll be good um again with the whole like not waiting until it's perfect to post but just like the whole done is better than perfect deal yep but yeah I realized that I really need to start blogging more weddings because um, I was also doing uh, I have a couple who's um they they want to go with me but they haven't picked their venue yet so they don't have a date and they're wanting to get married at a catholic church in houston and they sent me they're like we've narrowed it down from 120 different churches to six. Oh my goodness because when i met with them a few weeks ago before uh, you know we couldn't meet with people in person um we we met and i was like have you picked your your venue yet they're like oh well we have a list of 120 catholic churches in houston i was like all right so they narrowed it down to six and they sent me a list of six and churches are notorious for not having good photos on their website and it's just like one exterior photo and because they were like here these are the ones email to send like pictures to and it's kind of hard to find emails for them even right yeah yeah because i always want to share photos because i'm like hey you have nothing on your website here use use some of these but what i ended up doing was searching you know whatever saint joseph's catholic church houston wedding and then other photographers blogs would show up and i could look through and see okay that's what the that's what the you know the altar looks like these are the lighting situations that kind of stuff because they were like what do you think as a photographer for about these six which one do you think we should pick and I was able to find some good photos on mostly photographer blogs and not on their websites so it was helpful and then I was like I need to start blogging more Uh, that way some of my blogs can show up whenever people are looking for photos Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We would love it if you would take just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app. The iTunes app actually would be the one to use and go over to shows, scroll down till you get to our podcast, Light and Dark Photography Podcast, and then scroll to the bottom of that and you can see where it says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and, you know, maybe hit that five star, um, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy this episode. That's great. So what is your, I guess, workflow for blogs? Like, give me the rundown. So my workflow usually starts... um, like if it's going to be about a wedding it starts the night of the wedding and i'll try and like take out my phone pull up the voice recorder talk about different things that happened that night uh and it's usually either while i'm driving home or uh while i'm sitting at my computer backing up my photos that night and just 
you know, copying over a card and then I'll talk about, you know, you know, this happened and the father of the bride told this speech and mentioned this. It was really funny. Or, you know, this was they chose these flowers because, you know, her grandmother used to have an orchid plant in her windowsill or something. And like those kind of personal touches that tie in that way when I'm writing the blog later, cause I don't do, uh, I used to do, uh, their, their like, uh, their sneak peek images were the blog post. So it was within a week and I would post it on the blog and then send them the link right away. Um, but now I'm blogging later and I'm just kind of like picking and choosing which ones I want to do and not blogging every single photo shoot. Yeah. But that way later on, whenever I'm writing the blog, I don't have to try and use my memory and be like, okay, so what are some things about this wedding? I already have all of them right there. Uh, yeah. So that's the beginning for wedding blogs. Um, and then also I'll send a questionnaire to the couples and it's just like, you know, what are some details that you really loved about your wedding? What are some moments that really stood out to you that when you think back over your wedding that you're just like, oh, man, this was amazing. Whenever this happened, whether it was like a toast or when the cake almost got knocked over because the kids were running around or whatever. And then I, you know, any heirloom pieces, which I ask about that before the wedding as well to make sure to take pictures of it. Um, but ask them about that. Like, were there any heirlooms and you know, what did those mean to you? Uh, cause I had a bride who you didn't tell me that there was an heirloom that she was using, but I noticed that there was little bumblebee, uh, like brooch pen on her bouquet. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Do you like bumblebees? And she was like, Oh yeah. My grandmother really loved bumblebees and you know, that was hers. And she gave it to me when I was a kid. So this is, you know, a way to have her with me the entire day. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'm going to take a lot of photos of this. Also, I'm going to mention that in my blog later. Um, so yeah, having that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I ask a bunch of other questions just about the day and how they felt and how they did different things. Uh, but it kind of helps me write it to where they're like pretty much writing the blog and I'm copying and pasting and quoting them. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, Roxanne talked about this and she loved this and I don't have to write 300 to 500 words because Right. A lot of it's done. Right. Yeah. And a long winded bride will write 500 words. No problem about her wedding. But yeah, that's kind of the beginning of my workflow. Um, and then I'll transcribe that later, just kind of like listen back over it and write down. So I'm like writing in my voice um, because I have a tendency whenever I write to write very proper. And that's it's not my voice. I am not proper. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yeah, this thing happened and this was really fun. And but, yeah, that's kind of how I go back to like starting the writing process. Yeah. How how is your work through? Yeah. So, well, right now it's a little different than <laughs> what I <laughs> did all last year. What I prefer to do is I like to get my wedding blogs out if 
all the stars aligned, um, the week after the wedding. So last year I had the goal of getting it out the Wednesday after the wedding. And so, um, so I, I would kind of do the same kind of thing. I would, I would, you know, as soon as I would leave the wedding, I would, you know, write either type up some things on my notes or, you know, voice record some things that stood out to me. Um, and I try to always think of <clears throat> at least have like an outline of a few bullet points of like a couple of moments throughout the night that I thought would be really, um, special to write about. And, um, and that's kind of what would get me started. And, um, then I would put the blog together based on that. So pretty simple. Um, right now I'm just going back through, I do actually have a, um, a questionnaire, um, that I'm going to start sending to all my weddings. Um, I have a few that have already filled it out. So they're going to be blogged here pretty soon. So, cause now that I'm, that we're almost halfway through the year, which is crazy. Um, I mean, I don't remember a lot of things that happened the day of, like I remember my couples and those kinds of things, but even remembering like how they met and all of that stuff gets really difficult when you shoot as many weddings as we do. So, um, so I think the questionnaire will really help and, um, and I'll get that going. So that's kind of my, what I'm going to be doing. And right now I'm doing a lot of, um, engagement session, um, blogs. So those, I just really just talk about them just a little bit and more about like what's happening. And right now I'm just not really worried about the 300 words. <laughs> I think my blogs have been close to 300 and the last couple that I did, but just probably not, not 300. Um, but you know, that's okay. I'm getting it out. So, so that's kind of the first, yeah. the first step. And then for me, um, so I first, well, with engagement sessions now, um, to make it really easy for like going back. So for somebody who maybe has a backlog of, of blogs that they need to do a really easy way to pick your blog images is I go through their, I use pixie set. So I go through their gallery and I favorites all the ones that I think would be good for the blog. And then I'm downloading that favorites folder and I put that straight onto blog stomp, which that's the, um, that's the program I use to put my pictures together and make them, um, website ready and, um, you know, put them in their little collage. Um, so I've been doing that and that makes it super helpful. Normally what I would do for like weddings is, um, when I'm calling through, I just, I have a different, like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like different actions or different sets. Well, just like the way they're chosen. Um, <laughs> different markers. Yes. Different markers. <laughs> I set different markers for the blog images and then I go ahead and edit those and get those ready to go. So they're already done. Um, and that kind of actually helps when I do that. It really helps me to complete the gallery faster too, because then I usually have a little bit of every portion of the day done, um, that I can then go and, edit really quickly the rest of that gallery. So, um, so I do prefer to do that when I make it a priority <laughs> and right. hopefully I'll be ready to go once all this stuff is done. <laughs> it's just a nice little reset. 
<laughs> yeah, this is a great time to like really hone in our workflows and like how we do things and set it up because we do have a lot more time to work on blogs right now and to really like kind of hone in all that and like exactly how it would be really efficient. And then once we're doing weddings again and once we're back outside, then it's just like, okay, yeah, I already have this done. And now I just have to follow these steps and it's so much easier. Uh, Cause that was always hard for me, like choosing what photos to go in the blog because I would go through you know, I would call, um, call my wedding for their sneak peek images. And then after I did that, I would go back through and then mark which ones I want for the blog. And then after that, Hey Mary, what's up here? I'm going to wave at you. Um, but yeah, so I was like going back through and calling two or three different times and it was just a lot of wasted time and using photo mechanic. Now I have different numbers that I press for, yeah, uh, for the blog, for just a general, this is a keeper. Um, and then for their sneak peek gallery. Yeah. Um, so it's really helpful to just do like that, that one pass through with, um, uh, photo mechanic and then yeah. like have everything together and that was part of like honing in my workflow last year whenever I finally got photo mechanic and I was like oh this is so much easier yes we, I I know both of us cannot sing the praises of photo mechanic enough like seriously if you have not gotten photo mechanic yet what are you waiting for it is worth every single penny it's not a lot of pennies either. It's like 60 bucks. Yeah. No, it's about 150. They have a couple different options. So you can do, I think they have like a 50, $59 one. Uh, for, really? Uh, really? The only one that I knew about when I signed up was the $150 one, but, hmm. but still even $150 is not that much compared to what you're getting. Um, because it like, I can call a whole wedding in like an hour, hour and a half, like whole wedding y'all it's, it's yeah. so worth it. It's so fast. It like, uh, I mean, it renders your images immediately and you can just go, uh, what? Now I know. Okay. Yeah, I just looked it up. Photo Mechanic is $139 right now. Um, what I was thinking of, because I bought Photo Mechanic and okay. um, JPEG Mini on the same day. And I always get those confused about pricing. Do you like JPEG Mini? Oh, yeah, it's great, especially for blogs. Yeah, I didn't even have that in my notes, but yeah, it is so good. Really? Um, okay, I've looked it at is... it for years and I've just never never bought it. Yes, Mary. Um, it's a one time, not a yearly, just a one time fee. Kind of you, you buy the, the software and it's yours. Yep. And then they come out with updates every, yeah. I don't know, four or six months, something like that. It'll just alert you that you need an update and then it's free to download the new version. But yeah, totally worth it. I mean, within the first week of using photo mechanic, I, it saved me like, three, four, eight hours of culling. And since I've been using it for over a year, it is well paid off uh, 
that $150 initial investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Because it it renders those images so quickly. So you can cull through it so fast. You don't have to wait for them to like render forever and ever. Like, you know, I don't know about in Lightroom because I don't use Lightroom, but in bridge, it takes a little while as you're going through it. Just, you know, it has to like read all the information and this is just reading like a snapshot of the information. So it calls super fast or I mean, it renders super fast. So, yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause it like, it pulls up, you know, 1200 images in three seconds and then everything's already rendered with my new, um, the D eight fifty, the image sizes being so much bigger, it does take a second longer than it normally, than it has in the past to render, but it's still like so much faster than bridge or I'm assuming Lightroom as well. So it does, it has a little bit more of a lag time with the image sizes being so large, I guess, but, um, it's still, not enough to really make a difference. <laughs> and then I know you can like export directly to Lightroom. I'm not sure if you can do that with Bridge. I think I you can. Don't I don't do use that. that option. I don't either. I just copy it to a different folder and then it has all of the different uh, color coding marks that I've made and it transfers over so whenever i pull it up in lightroom it's like these are red these are blue these are green and i can separate them by that and it's it's great um but yeah um jpeg mini is really great for blogs because it will i don't know how they do it um it's probably some sort of magic secret that they have but they it's they render it down to a smaller yeah. a smaller size, but the print quality is still the same. The view, like the viewing quality is still exactly the same because I've done like a full like 12 megabyte photo and then JPEG mini, which was like three megabytes and zoomed in as far as I could go. Both both of them look exactly the same. Crazy. I know. I I remember like seeing like a Facebook ad. <gasps> Lady K. Hello. Hey, birthday girl. Do you want to say hello? You say hello, everybody. Well, you have a mouthful of fries right now. Hello. Do you see yourself? Hello. Hello. Wow. You say hi, Rachel. Hey, you say hi, hello. Hello. Happy birthday. <laughs> you say thank you. Say, I love you guys. I love you. Thank you for being my audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is so gross. Good. We're going to go. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> so many fries in bye. your mouth. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sweet baby. <laughs> yeah. So I remember JPEG Mini. Like, I remember seeing the, like, Facebook ads for that, like, I don't know, five years ago, and I, I never have bought into it, but um, I didn't either. Maybe I should. It wasn't until um, a, another photographer was showing me uh, like side by side images that he had done. It was like, no, look at the like this is before, this is after, and like so. Do you save the the JPEG mini version and not the full version then? Yep. And so, and that that must save you a ton of space on your like externals. Yeah, it uh, it actually. Let me see if I yeah, I have it pulled up right now. It keeps a tally for you. Um, so total, I have saved just under half a terabyte, Shush. and that's just using it for the last year. Ooh, and they have a 20% off going right now. Oh, nice. 
It's on sale for $47, y'all. Ooh, okay, yeah. Definitely go do that right now. Because um, it it is... It's amazing for blogs because they are... Um, like the file sizes are smaller, so your photos are going to come up much quicker, and it's not going to take a long time for your website to load and and all that. Uh, like all of the which one should which one should you get the the pro app or the pro suite, and what's the difference? Because the app says get the standalone app, get the standalone app, seamlessly optimize images without harming the quality. And the other, the suite says get the standalone app plus Lightroom, Photoshop, and Capture One plugins. Oh, yeah. Um, I just got the standalone app. Uh, it's just, a, a, it's, they call it an app, I guess. I guess with uh, with Mac, they're all like the different software and, and things like Lightroom would be considered the Lightroom app. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just a program that you pull up and you just drag and drop your photos into it. And then like this last one, I did an engagement session. It was 82 photos. It reduced the size of the entire session by 40 or 56%. And saved 400 megabytes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I need that. (laughs) It's great, especially for archiving and everything. And I'll just pass everything through that before I upload it to, you know, Pixie Set, PickTime, whatever. Um, And that makes that upload a lot quicker because those are smaller files. It makes their downloads a lot quicker because they're smaller files. And then um, whenever I'm resizing my photos for my website or for the blog, I'll, you know, condense down to, you know, uh, I I do about a 2000 pixel long side um, and then I'll just run those through JPEG mini just to make them a little bit smaller to be a little bit faster. And the quality is still really great. I don't understand what they do, but it is great and should definitely look into it. Um, I literally just bought it. Nice. <laughs> so, Mary, if you just Google JPEG Mini, like it comes, it's the first thing that comes up. But yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for sure. Um, yeah. But it is, yeah, it's on sale right now. Um, total after tax, I paid fifty one oh nine. It's a good deal. So there you go. Yeah. And we'll we'll post a link to that uh, to that special um, in the Facebook group as well right after this Ooh, live. Here, I can post that right now. How about that? Ooh, okay. you can do it. Yeah, I can do it. We have right computers now. and phones. We do. What about blog titles? Do you have a formula for how you do blog titles or anything like that? I do. Um, so I mean, kind of. I just. I normally do like the name of the couple, um, what the, what the session is and where, and then I do the, um, like the city and state on on there as well. So keep it kind of simple. And then I, I edit the, um, the slug to make sure that there's no, like not relevant, um, words like it or the, or any of those kind of things. So cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty similar to, to what I do. I start with the, the city of 
where it is. Um, and then like, you know, College Station Garden Engagement or College Station Downtown, yeah. you know, Wedding or something. And then the couple's names and then, you know, College Station Wedding Photographer, All Heart Photo and uh, all that. It's pretty long, but uh, but it works and seems seems to work well people have found me through uh googling um you know whatever different venues and stuff like that which is great because that's kind of what you're aiming for with seo is for people you know they're getting married at you know wherever uh you know the yeah mm -hmm, they're gonna google because i know for us well, I guess we didn't really because we knew our venue really well because uh, we I had worked there for like four years or so before we got married. Um, yeah. But I know with a lot of a lot of my couples, they'll Google uh, whatever the wedding venue is just to get inspiration for like, OK, what how did other people set up florals during the ceremony or how did they set up their tables, uh, especially if they don't have a coordinator and they're like, I got to figure out this uh, table layout. Uh, I can talk to the venue, but I also want to see it in person. So uh, you want to be showing up whenever they're Googling. Do you like my my coffee mug? Nice. Is that llama? What does it say? Yeah, it says no drama. Nice. <laughs> Chris just made me special coffee. Yum. I'd go for some coffee this afternoon. Yeah. Good stuff. I ran out of coffee filters like a week into this quarantine. And I was like, no. Oh, no. And then, yeah. And then Amazon... Uh, I, I was able to because I was going to order some more coffee filters because I use a Chemex so it has like the big coffee filters and I can't just use a whatever you know a drip coffee filter um, and I was looking on Amazon they had a special like um, metal one that was reusable and it was the same price as a new box of like a hundred uh, filters. I was like, no, oh, yeah. this is great. It's going to last me definitely more than a hundred days. And yeah, it's, and it's great. I was able to get it right before Amazon cut off all non-essential stuff, which I was like, it's coffee filters, guys. These are essential in these times. I feel like they're essential. I feel like they probably would still consider that essential. But I was a little bit worried whenever I ran out. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to do this. And they're not going to have it at, you know, ATB because they're only, you know, getting shipments of essential stuff now. And Yeah. Crazy stuff, y'all. Crazy stuff crazy. happening. Yeah. Okay. So what's, um, okay. Let's back on topic. We can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so you don't use Blogstock. You just use JPEG Mini and create your own? Yep, I use JPEG Mini and I create my own. Um, I have used uh, Narrative before. I think I tried it out one time, but I just really like Blogstock. Yeah, Narrative is great. Um, I really liked it, but it's only for Mac, and I do not have a Mac anymore. So I can't use it. Um, however, 
when I this when this laptop finally does uh, bite the dust, I will probably be getting a MacBook. Uh, so I can use narrative again because it's super simple. And it kind of like it creates all the photos like in uh, a really easy, uh, I know, not collage, but like where there you can set them up to be different sizes and like have multiple in this line and all that kind of stuff. That's how um, I mean, that's kind of blog stomp. Yeah. So I've been using blog stomp for gosh, I don't even know how long, like eight to 10 years, probably. So, um, I got it so long ago. Um, and I used that. And then I used to use album stomp actually as well. There's, but now what do I use now? Uh, Oh shoot. What do I use now? (laughs) It's a, it's a new change. (laughs) Didn't you tell me about the album? Yeah. The, um, the one that you oh Fundy Fundy yes just started using Fundy I like ah. Fundy better yeah oh yeah I'm wearing a Fundy shirt right now oh look at you yeah yeah Fundy is great it's ridiculously fast it's so nice so nice yeah yeah um yeah so so I use Blog Stomp I put those together. Then I, I put all my stuff in WordPress because um, we both use Show It, which has a WordPress plugin. So we both use WordPress for blogs. Um, put everything in there. I, I do some specific things with mine, but um, and then, you know, go from there. Obviously, we do use um, the alt text. Both I'm, I'm assuming you do as well. I think we've talked about this before. Yes. And name our images. So um, alt text is very important. Yeah, you definitely want to use the alt text for your images. Yes, it's very important. And then naming your images is also really important. Google crawls those as well. So yeah, whenever and because you want it to be. Yes. Yeah. The naming of the images, because you don't just want like, you know, the whatever uh, generic like, you know, DSC underscore 9054 uh but you want to do uh you know whatever lake brian engagement session two and three and all that i will be real honest i just uh use exactly what i use for my alt text (laughs) for my images I don't know if that's right yeah. or wrong, but um, I figure it's better than not having a name, and yeah. and so that's just what I do. Yeah, I don't think that there is a wrong way because you're getting those keywords in there anyway. Um, but yeah, I pretty much do the same thing. Uh, my alt and I text. notice I'll, I mean, I'll sometimes Google like specific things and just see like what pops up, and my images will pop up for that Google, you know, based on like my blog images, you know. So, um, yeah, it works. Yeah, there was um, for a while there was a venue that I probably did like almost like five weddings in a row there and I had blogged almost every single one and then whenever you would search for that venue online all of the images like the first 20 images were all from different blogs I was like all right cool this is great and then I stopped blogging and you know uh We're all going to get back to blogging. Yes. Yeah. This is a great time to get back to blogging. Um, 
So with the alt text, sometimes what I'll do is just like copy the main thing, um, which I'll usually do. Like if it's for a wedding, I'll say, you know, the venue, venue, city, wedding photography or whatever, or just wedding, um, and then copy that. But then if it's just a photo of a bouquet, then I'll just like paste and then type in bouquet. And then if it's their first look, I'll paste and then first look. And just like That's that smart one for the alt text photo. or for the um, image name? For the alt text. Yeah. That's, that's, that's smart. I like that. That way, if someone's looking up like first look photos, um, or if they're getting married at like, you know, Peach Creek Ranch, but they're doing a first look, they're like, I don't even know where to do a first look. Let me look up and see if I can find. And if they put in all those keywords, then your images are popping up. Mm, So smart. And then they'll hire you and you'll be best friends. See if I can find any first look images from Peach Creek Ranch. I have found some. JP. JP Beato. Yeah. I could see his photos coming up. Emily Boone. Um, yeah, that's also cool because sometimes I'll look up different venues or different uh, different photo ideas and then I see these other photographers because I feel like you and I know like 90% of the photographers here in town um, just yeah. because of the podcast because of our happy hours and like all the stuff that we've been doing for years and then I'll see these other photographers I'm like oh wait who is this and then uh, reach out to them on Instagram I'm like okay cool yeah now I know you <laughs> now we can be friends too I think that this was literally just a blog of the first look just like a photo blog there's not even words it's just like a blog of photos yeah and like i know that we focus on words a ton and it is it's you know multiple times better if you can get words in your blog posts but sometimes just getting those images out there with the alt texts and uh and all that will still help it's not going to rank very high uh with google just because there's not three to five hundred words but it's still going to show up uh, especially when you're doing image searches um those images will will still pop up there yeah so it looks like it's just his it's just his portfolio page so it's all just images which makes sense well, good job, JP. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So we talked about like, um, like wedding and portrait blog posts, and then also some tips. Um, what other kind of blog topics do you cover? Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I do now. I actually, I used to sprinkle in some personal blogs, like just like you know, what's going on in my family and that kind of thing. Um, and I do want to start doing that again as well, because my brand is very relational and I want my, I want my couples to know who I am. And, um, I feel like that's a really great way to, to just post like little things that are going on. Like maybe our, our favorite recipe or, you know, a kid has a birthday or, you know, whatever is going on, I think would be good to put out there and kind of like have them know who I am as a person along with my work, you know? Yeah. I'm wanting to do the same. Um, I had a couple personal blogs on my 
old website um, before I switched over to show it. Um, and I decided when I switched over, even though show it offers a service to go through and like copy all your blogs to their, your new blog. Um, I was just like, yeah, just get rid of those and I'm going to start fresh and I'm going to do a whole new, like everything's going to meet my brand and I'm not going to have these old photos on there from like 2012. Um, so I had a few personal, uh, personal blogs in there and I definitely want to get back to that. I have one, that I'm planning to do once uh, quarantine is over. Um, and it's just going to be like kind of a recap of being, you know, stuck at home with kids and what quarantine life is like. Uh, and I've also been like taking photos and documenting our quarantine life. Uh, so I need to get my big camera out. I've been taking photos on my phone, but I need to get my big camera out. But I'm doing, I'm trying to like challenge myself every day, which has not been every day. Uh, but it started off every day for like the first three. So that was, that was good. Um, but uh, I've been doing that, so I've at least had one moment a day where I'm forcing myself to to bring out the big camera and take some some photos. Sorry, my phone was going dead. I had to plug it in. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know how this is gonna work. Oops, sorry. Ooh, upside down. Yeah, so we're good. Now. We're good. Okay. I got it. We're good. Sweet. Personal blogs are great uh, to bring in that personal aspect into your business. And then also promotional blogs, um, if you're going to be like releasing dates for uh, mini sessions or if you're going to be doing something special, you could always do a promotional blog um, either for yourself or if you are an affiliate for somewhere, you can do affiliate blogs and uh and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I have done that before. I've been asked by companies before to to blog for them. So like I did a sparkler company one time and minted. I did one for minted one time. Um so things like that. So those are those are good as well. Um not something I to focus on though, because I just don't have time to. Yeah, it's it's great if you have time. Uh definitely you don't want to focus on that more than your portraits and more than uh, like your your product. Like if you're not a photographer and you're, uh, you know, you got a bakery yeah. blogging, uh, even just like a couple of photos, even if they're, you know, cell phone photos of a really special cake that you made um, and just like a couple photos and then talk about what you did with the cake, even kind of like your, your process of, you know, this was different. It was gluten-free flour. So with that, I had to change this and I had to do this, uh, that I normally didn't do, or it took a little bit longer to set or whatever all the baking lingo is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, having, having that kind of stuff is really important. I think just the biggest, um, the biggest tip that yeah. I can give is uh, just to go, just do it. Yeah, having it out there is better than having a draft that you're like, I don't know if this is going to be good, or even just saying, I'm going to blog sometime, one of these days. Yeah, just do it. Just put something out there, even if it's not worded well. Yeah, just get just get stuff out there. <laughs> But yeah, like don't don't worry about having to get the perfect wording and figure out exactly what you need to say. So 
I have a couple writing tips, like, because I know for me, one of the biggest things that holds me back from writing blogs is not knowing what to say and just like not knowing how to put anything together, um, which we already kind of talked about. Um, like the the questionnaires to your couples to get their wording um, and kind of uh, like writing down stuff or drafting in, uh, not an email, drafting a, a blog post directly after their wedding. That way you have a little bit. Um, but if you can start your first like paragraph your first sentence with something that really catches people's attention, then that is great because then they'll most likely read the rest. Oh, Instagram is telling us we have 20 seconds left. Oh. So we'll we'll do another live right after this uh, to finish up everything. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey y'all, quick break to share with you one of our sponsors and someone that I use every single week, and that is ShipStation. They are a web-based shipping app that makes shipping your products and prints super easy. If you have an online store, you can integrate ShipStation with your e-commerce site, and then it'll automatically create your shipping labels as soon as someone makes a purchase, saving you time and money and reducing room for human error because, you know, I've filled out those wrong addresses before. And if you're like me and you don't have an e-commerce site, but you still ship prints and welcome packages and albums to your clients pretty regularly, you can create and print shipping labels on your own without having to go to the post office and take it from a father of two toddlers. That sounds amazing. You also get a free stamps.com account with your subscription, which just between us, don't tell stamps.com, your ShipStation membership is actually less expensive than stamps.com is for every month. So you're kind of getting a pretty good deal there. So head on over to lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation to get your free one-month trial. If you like it, you can sign up for as low as $9 a month, and that includes up to 50 shipments and branded labeling and packaging slips. So check out ShipStation at lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation and make ship happen. Oh, okay. Hey, cool. Okay, yes. So I, whenever it goes live, you know, it has like a notification at the top, like light dark quid live, and I didn't realize it was saying that from my my personal. personal. Like, yeah, <laughs> I clicked on it. I was like, oh no, that's not where I want to be. <laughs> and yes, yeah. Mary, that jingle. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Yep, I saw you log in through your personal one. I was like, all right, cool, different Rachel. We'll go ahead and go with that. <laughs> nope, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah. too, if, like, because my phone is starting to go dead. I mean, it's plugged in, but, you know, sometimes they start to act kind of wonky when they're not fully charged. Mine does that all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're at 70%. I'm going to slow down. <laughs> also, every everyone's online right now. Um, because that's the only way that we can communicate with people. And yeah, it's been, it's been rough, like having zoom meetings and stuff like that. I'm like, I had, I had one the other day where it was like a conference because the, the bride and the groom were in different cities. 
so they were conferencing in together with me and like one of them would start to freeze and I'm like alright cool I'm gonna talk to Matt for a second <laughs> uh, but but yeah so um, back to the blogs I was talking about a couple like writing or not writing techniques but just ways to make your blogs a little bit uh better like readability wise yeah. Uh, yeah. like starting off with something really engaging um and not so much like you know it was a beautiful day at such and such venue and you know we were planning on rain but then it didn't rain it's like okay i don't really care you're not pulling me in with this um but like you know something about the couple or about you know some of those uh personal details that you have about them <laughs> did you just spill your coffee no i just knocked my microphone over it's fine oh no that's cool <laughs> it's fine i got it it's good <laughs> but like starting starting with something like that uh, to bring in people's attention is great, especially if it's a blog that's like not about portfolio work, but more like the tips, uh, like different wedding tips or whatever, um, or promotional stuff you want to bring them in because it's mostly going to be text uh, rather than a bunch of image heavy uh, blog posts. Yeah. And uh, like separating if you're going to be doing a lot of text, which is great if you are. But if you do like separate them with subheaders, um, which like those H2 tags. Yeah. So you should have like H1 should be like at the top. Um, I use yeah. it as my like, yeah, I use it as like my, not my title, but like I do like a little subtitle in the the blog post itself and i and that's my header one that's still pretty relevant with like similar to what the actual title is yes correct yeah so and then um if i have a lot to say then i'll do like um header two for like a you know just like a title of what the paragraph underneath it's going to be about it and then do that um down um and it just it works really well for seo seo likes that a lot yes yeah because it like it breaks down the structure of what you're talking about so whenever uh search engines are crawling through your website they can see, you know, the H1 tag and they're like, this is what it's going to be about. Okay, cool. And then they'll go through all the H2s and then those are going to be uh, good keywords as well for yeah. what people are searching for. And it also helps the reader because uh, I rarely read every single word in an article or a blog and I'll like kind of scroll a little bit and then get to like, I'll see a header or some bolded print or something about yeah. what I'm actually there for. And then I'll stop there and start reading. Yeah. Um, so really helpful for readability and SEO stuff. Um, and then also break it up. Like if you have a bunch of photos, break it up with some text every few photos or so. Um, and if you are doing a really text heavy blog, then break it up with a few photos because it can get a little boring just like scrolling through 150 photos of someone else's wedding. You're like, okay, this is cool. I'm done. 
Um, but if there's something to read, it's like, okay, what is this? And then, oh, what is this? Uh, and the same with if it's just a bunch of text. Like, I get bored if it's a bunch of text. Like, whenever I read books, I want there to be pictures, too, um, because I want to break it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but having that for them is really good. Uh, also, at the end of your blogs, always put a call to action. Yeah, I forget to do that sometimes, but that is important. Yeah, because you... I. I don't even know what the statistic is, but it's like less than half of the people actually get through half of your blog. And then the people that make it to the bottom is like 8% or something um, who have actually read the whole thing. So anyone who makes it to the bottom is very interested in what you were having to say and what you were doing. Um, Because like you've mentioned before uh, how you get... You know, a lot of brides who are like, you know, I, you know, I just binged all of your blogs and yeah. like, I'm so excited for whenever you blog my wedding. And like, that's, you're making that connection with them and they're very interested in what you have to say because you're their wedding photographer or they're very interested in having you as their wedding photographer. So then at the end of a blog, like tell them what you want them to do next. Yeah. Um, so at the end of weddings, I always have like I have a little uh, uh, little I don't know something at the end that I just copy from each blog and just put it in all these that is just like you know if if you're interested in or if you're still looking for a wedding photographer you're interested in talking to me seeing if I have your wedding date available just contact us and then I like hyperlink that to my contact page and then you know be we'll be excited we'll you know have some whiskey shots or something something like that at the end and kind of change it up for what the blog is about but some sort of call to action to where whenever they get to the end of your blog it's not just like and we're done yeah now go figure out what you want to do next uh, but you're kind of leading them or even having it doesn't have to be contact us to hire us. It could be, uh, you know, here's, you know, this is another blog that I wrote, you know, a couple years ago that is similar to this. Or, you know, check out these links for other blogs at this venue or something like that that keeps them on your website a little bit longer um, and can show a little bit more uh, experience in the industry of oh they haven't just done one wedding at this venue they've done multiple ones okay cool then I definitely want to hire them because they they know the place That tea just shot right through, right to the back of my throat. I was not expecting that. I've been, I've been having uh, some drinking problems on the podcast lately. It's like every every podcast at some point, I'm like coughing over whiskey or tea or whatever's going on. Oh, but um. But yeah, did you have anything else you want to talk about about blogs and blogging? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, that was about it for me too. Um, I'm gonna check 
our Facebook group real quick and just see if we had any late questions. Mm, nope, doesn't look like it. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, that is about it. That's it for a blog conversation. Um, do you want to talk about what you're loving this week? <laughs> Not really. Honestly, I've just been like had my head down trying to get as like as much of my editing done as possible. Um, and so I literally I feel like I just wake up in the morning. I start working and then I stop working at like five. <laughs> like that's literally been like Monday through Friday, even some on Saturday I did and some on Sunday. Um, just trying to like get as much done as possible so that I can use some of this time that I'm not going to be shooting to do some projects that I've been wanting to do like updating my website and you know that kind of thing so today I finally felt like I had gotten accomplished because I've, I've had done a lot this last week like I, I got a wedding out I got a bridal session out maybe two bridal sessions like three engagement sessions got a couple blogs out you know like I felt like it was good. So yeah. today I spent some time cleaning and that was good. Nice. Cause the house is like straight, but not clean, you know? So like right. taking yeah. one room at a time and just like deep cleaning it. So I started with the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very <laughs> aggressive. Oh, he just like barged through the door. I was like, what is going on? Oh, but that was nice. Good hugs. Aggressive hugs. That's how we do it. Those are always nice. They're good. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. Um, yeah, that's good. Cool. I hadn't really been watching anything new or anything. Just, you know, same old, same old. The office, really. Yeah, the office is great. Oh, I saw that you also shared uh, John Krasinski's new uh, YouTube channel. So good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Which is what? Oh, some good news. <clears throat> I love it. Which is great, yeah. And when he interviewed have... Steve Carell and they did some of the behind the scenes, I was like... I know. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, I... Because that's something that Taylor and I have talked about for years. Is like, if there was just like a news channel that just talked about good news, like good things that happened. Because uh, I know some of the like, the late night... Uh, talk shows they'll do like you know good news corner or something like that where yeah. they just tell they're like all right cool yeah the world is crazy right now uh As per so you. let's let's just uh talk about this but yeah it's uh it was really great i i liked it it was very funny um yeah, and it was like the the homemade uh, logo sign behind him. So cute. Yeah, it was it was very like I'm not taking this too seriously. So don't don't critique me about my my news channel. Uh, I really just need something to do because I'm also quarantined. John Krasinski's some good news. Uh, YouTube. That's uh, that's something that I'm loving this week. Anything else? Um, I'm loving the uh, the bounce house that we have uh, for the kids now. It's, awesome. it's been great 
today because uh, it's just like, all right, cool. We need a break. Y'all just go jump and we're going to sit on the couch for like 15 minutes, not do anything. Um, so that, oh, um, we rented Knives Out last night. Okay. I keep being told that I need to watch this. You need to. It's so good. It was so good. Carly and Leo keep telling me like, you need to watch this. Yes. Yeah. So Leo worked the, um, the bridal show with me this last, you know, before everybody got shut down. And so we were talking and he was like, yeah, (laughs) right. Just barely. Like a couple days before. (laughs) And we were talking and he was like, yeah, we watched Knives Out last night. And I was like, what's Knives Out? And he was like, you don't know what Knives Out is. You need to watch it immediately. And I still haven't watched it. It's so good. Yeah, we we red boxed it uh, because we were out getting the jump house yesterday. And then we're like, ooh. We should get a red box. And we don't do red box anymore. We are banned from red box. Personally, we, we personally banned ourselves because we bought too many oh. red box movies. Yeah. Yeah. At $33 a pop. Also, uh, you can also rent it from Amazon prime for like four bucks. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Cause that $4 Cause is, less is than a lot cheaper than the 30. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I highly recommend it. It was a great movie. Good, fun, clean, semi-clean uh, murder mystery. Like, it's PG-13, so there. I don't think there was any, like, there's definitely no nudity or sex or anything like that. But there's some language, but they even, um, we watched a... A YouTube something with the with the director later uh, where he was like going through this one scene and he was saying that they actually had to change uh, a lot of the dialogue because he realized that he wanted it to be a PG-13 movie because he remembered watching a bunch of uh, murder mystery type stuff when he was like 10 or 11 and he was like I don't want a bunch of F-bombs in there I want I want some some older kids to be able to watch this too so it was very cool it was really good the acting was great Uh, so would you let Maddox watch it? um probably not okay no, but like probably like a, a family, year. Like you're not gonna sit down and watch it as a family. Yeah, yeah, not really. Older kids would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably not for Harrison. Okay. Uh, it's not like super graphic or anything. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But it's just Maddox just wouldn't be into it, so we definitely wouldn't. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Knives Out was was great. Uh, would recommend that. Do that tonight then. Oh, and I started the third season of Ozark. Okay, I've been, I have never watched it at all, but I've heard that it's really good. It's Would so I good. like it? Uh, yeah, I think so. There, there are some. It's it's a darker drama. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like color grading as well. It's very blue and dark. Yeah, um, I have seen that. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's a very interesting story, especially like season one, of um, what happens to their family, uh, Jason Bateman and and everything. Also, he he directs it, uh, so it's it's really good. Um, he he also directs The Outsider, um, which I've been wanting to watch that, but we do not have HBO, so. But now is a great time to to sign up for that two week trial, <laughs> which I might be doing. Right. <laughs> 
but yeah, I I would recommend watching at least the first couple episodes of Ozark. I think uh, if it's something that you would like, you would definitely love it from like episode one. Um, but if it's if it's not really, I I think that you can handle it. Like it's intense at some places, but for the most part, it's pretty good. Uh, it's quite a bit of language with a few of the characters, um, so, but so it's not really uh, something to watch with the kids in earshot. Sure, no, yeah, I did know that. Which is why I'm only two episodes in uh, to season three instead of probably finished with it. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's about it for for what I'm loving this week. It's good to hang out a little bit. I know it's been it's been weird because like you and I would probably see each other like what two or three times a week in person uh, between podcasting and just like play dates with the kids random whatevers uh but yeah it's uh it's nice to see you and to hang out a little bit virtually over here with our friends watching us (laughs) which is pretty much what this podcast is it's just we hang out for an hour or two and uh everyone can listen and chime in that's it that's what we do speaking of we have a new um a new review on itunes we do we do. Yeah, I just saw it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull that up see if we have anything new. And we do. Um, uh, so the uh, uh, photographer that I met in Orlando, Christina, she left a review that says, definitely subscribe. Five stars. Love this podcast. Great info and great people. Aww. Thanks, Christina. Thank you so much. That was awesome. We we love that. That is that is super awesome. That's we, I mean, I mean, like I just said, we we just hang out here and talk to each other about all this stuff. Um, but we do do this for y'all, uh, and we want you to be able to succeed and to grow your business, especially during this time where you know we are non-essential uh, businesses. Yeah, can't really do anything right now. So this is a great time to pour into your business, to grow it. Uh, to make it better, um, get those workflows down. You can, you know, hit the ground running as soon as the gates open. Yeah. And, and some people are still booking weddings. So, um, you know, if you can, if you can get some blogs up and get on Google and people, people find you through your blogs, people are still getting engaged. I feel like more people, I've seen more people getting engaged than I have had leads of people, uh, people planning weddings right now. This is normally like my highest booked season of the year. It's crickets around here, I gotta say, and that is sad. Um, I mean, I did book one last week, but it was it was was for July, and they just moved to September, so it's fine. (laughs) I've had a few people who, like, we've been talking for a good week or two about their wedding, and then they just kind of start to ghost me on uh, through email and. You know, I'll, I'll follow up and uh, I just had one who like they're getting married next spring. So it's not like too far out. It's like 13 months out um, where they're like, yeah, we're you know, we're just trying. We're kind of putting our planning 
on the back burner right now. I think everybody is because it's just yeah. such an unknown, which is really scary for all of us. Yeah. I'm yeah. what I'm hoping is that everybody's put it on the back burner, and then as soon as everything opens up, the, like the floodgates are gonna open, and we're all gonna get like crazy bookings. That's what I'm praying for us. Yeah. Is that it's yeah. just gonna be like as soon as it opens up, everybody's gonna start booking like bam, 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 and we're all gonna take a huge sigh of relief and yeah. all these bookings are going to help us be like, okay, our businesses are going to make it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so I, I agree. I really hope that that happens. I, I think that it will. I know if I was planning a wedding right now, even if it was a year or 18 months from now, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, be I'm not going to book anything right now. Cause I don't know what everything's going to look like. And you also don't know, because so many small businesses are probably not going to recover from this. I know. Yeah. And so that's a valid point, too. They want to make sure that the business is still going to be a business at the end of this. They don't want to throw any money away. Yeah, because I've heard of a few venues uh, around here that may not come back uh, after. Um, but hopefully, hopefully everyone does. But I know if I was planning, I, w I probably wouldn't be booking right now also. So I understand it, but it, it makes it extra difficult on us because we can't like physically go do anything right now. And it's like only money coming in is these new bookings. Hey, and I would encourage you guys to, if you guys are having a hard time, like bringing in any kind of income, I, like if you ha have a list, like a newsletter list, which you should, if you don't, <laughs> um, but if you have a list to send out an email to those lists and just that list and just say like, Hey, once things get started, I want to do like mini sessions or sessions or whatever and offer gift cards or something like pre-sell some sessions just to get a little bit of cash flow coming in. Um, I've started doing that and I have some of my regulars have already purchased, um, gift cards and that's been very helpful for our family. So I encourage you to do that. It's really easy. Like if you use square, um, I don't know about anything else, but I know with square, it's super easy to create a gift card and, um, and just sell just a dollar amount. Don't even sell like sessions, sell like a dollar amount that they can use at a future time. So, um, I really encourage you to just kind of think outside the box right now of ways that you could potentially bring in a little bit of income. I also have, uh, set up some square gift cards, uh, and I have not emailed out to my email list yet, but um, I just set it up this morning because I remembered last week we talked about how you had done that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really need to set up gift cards. Yeah, and I sent it to my newsletter list um, because those are the people who normally they're the ones who get to know about my um, my mini sessions or any specials that I have going on first. Um, and so I just sent it out to them and just said basically was just like, hey, friends, you know, I'm, this is what's going on, you know, blah, blah. I'm doing gift cards. If you know you're going to do a session with me within the next year, this is a great way to go ahead and even put just even a little bit towards your upcoming session. It doesn't have to pay for the whole thing, but you can already put some money towards your session that's coming up and you can use it towards that. So, um, you know, it's just a great way to just bring in a little bit of extra income. Yeah. Because my gift cards are also non-refundable, so I don't have to worry about, like, 
if they don't, if they choose not to use them or want to change it for any, because it, it's not for any specific session. It is just a dollar amount that it's not, it's not usable for prints or products. Um, it's only usable for sessions, um, but it doesn't specify what type of session. So, and um, it, I think I have on there that it doesn't expire except for like, there's like a caveat with that. And I can't remember what exactly it is, but um but so, I mean, they could come back to me in two years and just say like, hey, we just want to use a mini session. We've got, you know, a hundred bucks on this. How much more do we owe you kind of thing? Uh, oh, that's, that's what it is. It doesn't, the, the dollar amount doesn't expire, but um, because I'm not doing it towards a session, it doesn't mean that they get the session price for what it is today. So if my session fees go up next year, they can only use the dollar amount that they have towards that session. So if that makes sense. Which is better than doing like gift certificates for a free session. Yeah. Because then they could come back two, three years from now when your prices have gone up and be like, hey, I bought this for a hundred bucks. I would like my my free session now. It's like, oh, it's three hundred and fifty dollars now. But uh, OK, sure. Because you have to have to have to uh, do that if if that's what you've given them. Uh, yeah, I did the same thing where it's just whatever dollar amount they can they can purchase, you know, a hundred bucks toward a session and then use it later. So. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, cool. Well, it was good to see you and all of you. Thanks for joining in. Um, all right. We'll be back uh, next week for another episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark Podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.